simple video, simple hairstyles for a person without who who just got out of relax. Like, yeah, it's getting real to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would get on the video and say, hey, did you just stop using a relaxer? Would you like to know how to do your hair super, super easy in a natural curly way? I'm going to show you the simplest thing you won't believe. And then this bitch gets on here with 12 <laughs> different steps over two hours. I'm like, and all I want to know, I was like, I stopped. I was like, do you have kids? Do you have a job? Do you have a hobby? Do you have anything else in life to do? Because You know what? I am so tired of watching women waste so much energy on their looks. I know. Sometimes it feels like it's the only thing that we know how to talk about. You know what we need to do? We need to change the conversation. Because if we could change what women talk about. And the way that women talk to each other and to themselves, that would change their whole mindset. And changing their mindset could shift their energy and all that energy could change the world. All right, so let's do it. Let's give them something else to talk about. Let's do it. Hi, Mary. Hi. I um I am just finishing uh, eating, so I will make sure you don't hear me eating because there's nothing worse than um, hearing close-up mouth sounds, but I'm eating a strawberry rhubarb pie that I made yesterday. But you know, I'm, I mean, you know how you kind of get, it is good, but you know how after you cook, nothing ever tastes as good after you make it. It doesn't have a strong. Wait, wait, you mean nothing. I don't know that statement. You mean nothing ever good from someone else? I feel like when you cook something and you're tasting it while you're cooking it and seasoning it and doing all that stuff, whatever you're doing, then when you actually eat the finished product, it's almost like you've gone taste blind at that point. It doesn't, everyone else is raving. You're like, I can't taste it. So I just feel like you don't taste any strawberry flavor. I wonder if my strawberries were, um, I don't know, you know, strawberries can have a lot of flavor or not. So it's a little bit disappointing to me, but, but let me tell you something. I hate making a pie crust. Do you ever make pie crust? I've only ever made it once with my grandmother's supervision. And I, I don't know that I've rem- like, I, she was supposed to be passing it down and teaching me. And I don't know that I remember how to do it anymore. You know? It is. It's. It's. It, I can make a good pie crust. I actually. I get a lot of compliments on my pie, but it takes forever. Work. Yeah. And you have to have just the right combination of water and flour and butter and. Yeah. And, oh my God. Anyway. My um, husband. So I wanted to do. I wanted to grow rhubarb, just because of I like how it looks. And he. He just. He just dissuaded me because he was like have you tasted rhubarb? I was like, I've had a rhubarb pie. He's like, you have not. You have had strawberry rhubarb pie. He's like, he's like, nobody eats rhubarb by itself. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't have an answer to that. I was like, I don't make know. A rhubarb pie. I feel like if you live closer, I'd make you a rhubarb pie. And Is bring it, it good? To yeah, it's good. I think it's actually, I like it better because I'm not, I don't have a sweet tooth. Mm. So um, it's not quite as sweet. I use rhubarb for a lot of stuff. Yeah. I have so much rhubarb. If you ever, ever want rhubarb my plants are 40 years old so if you ever like we're 30 i don't know but i mean i have so much rhubarb that i just throw it out so if you ever want to next time i see you i'll dig up a rhubarb I wonder, plant you should dig me up a plant so i can yeah. like grow yeah. it yeah it's good rhubarb is good anyway it's pretty. you know yeah uh, recently we did a podcast about uh reparations for slavery yep and today, I think we should swing around and do something a little bit lighter. However, I wanted to tell you something. I want your opinion. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine, I've been telling everybody about my idea or our idea for what we think are adequate reparations for slavery, which is just giving every single person of 
I don't know. Given the vote to black people in this country. All right? black people, independent of incarceration and whatnot, right. just right. all of legal voting age get the right to vote no matter right. what. They no never get what. it taken away. It's their right as an American, African-American, period. Right. Right. And so I said this to the person because and I and I and I, I'm, I'm telling this to people because I want to hear their objections so that I can formulate a response right. or see if there's a loophole that I didn't think of. And so so far, the number one response sort of, you know, I don't want to say against it, but questioning it is, well, I mean, how do you know somebody has um came over here from slavery? How do you know when you see a black person? What if they came from Jamaica? They came from. So. Uh, Right. And there's the interesting thing. Like, so we were, we were having this conversation in my family on my husband's side. And because, because my dad used to say this, he was like, race is just political. Right. And, and I remember I had this, I had, I had this roommate in college who was half, half Korean and half white. And, and she said her goal in life, <laughs> her goal in life was to marry someone who basically was like a Tiger Woods. No, she wanted to produce a bunch of Tiger Woods, she said, because, and I just, when I say that, I mean, Tiger Woods is half African-American, half um, of Asian descent, I forget which, right, country. But but her point was, she wanted to marry someone who was a brown person with two different races connecting that were two different from her two different, because she said, if you had four different things you know, you you were biracial and he was biracial of, of different biracial. Then the child would effectively like nullify race as a thing. Right. It would just be a brown child. She's like, and if we just all kept doing that, we would just erase race, race, erase race. Right. right. And there'd be no race. She's like, and this was her solution to world peace. <laughs> it's actually a good solution. It is a good it. solution. It really actually is. It makes sense because she's like, right. If you have a bunch of brown people who can't who are so mixed, they can't tell what they are from. There's just nothing to argue about. They just kind of were like, well, I can't put myself above or below you. Right, right, right. Because those old rules kind of can't even apply themselves to anything. There's nothing to attach to, so therefore it goes away. But but it brought up the whole thing of like, so like Barack, President Barack Obama and then now Kamala Harris, right? We when when President Barack Obama became president, we said that he was the first black president, right? But it was like, what does that mean? Because his father is white. I mean, his mother was white right. and his father was African. He wasn't even African-American. So his mother was white American from Kansas, I believe. And his father was, I, I believe Nigerian. I'm not sure, but he was African straight right. up. Right. And so, so, so it's funny, right? So technically, technically President Obama was like the legit African-American, right? Right. right. But, 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 but what we came up with is this, we said the term black can be used for a lot of different people. But the term African-American was supposed to be held. It was initially created and was supposed to be held for those of us who specifically came from slavery descent because we don't, because slavery took away our ability to easily know which countries from Africa our ancestors came from. We don't right, know. Right. And so we are a special select group that don't know and therefore get a classification of African-American. As opposed to, if your parents are from Nigeria and they move and they moved here, immigrated here, and now you are here and you were born here, you're you're Nigerian American. You are not African American. Right, right. You're Nigerian. You know which country in Africa you're from. You're Nigerian American. Now Jamaica is an interesting spin on this because for Jamaica, what happened in Jamaica is exactly what happened here. Right. Settlers settled in right. Jamaica. Whites 
colonial settlers settled in Jamaica and they had slave slaves the same way we have here. So you can be I would think you could be a Jamaican. um, You could be Jamaican and you could. I don't think they have that term, but they could say African Jamaican and be the same as African American, meaning I'm from somewhere in Africa, but I don't know because of slavery. So are you saying that? Well, what, so my response to the reparations question or the comment about how do you know if someone's family comes from slavery, right? Like, do you only make reparations to the people who can trace their lineage back to slavery? And my response was no, because every, let's say, black person in this country is a victim of racism. Right. Right. The people who well, are say the right, white supremacists the word, and the and all of the all of the racism, they're not they're not saying, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna be against people who can trace their ancestry back right. to slavery, because, right? Right, right. Because like Barack Obama again, we still consider him a black man. Why? Because he gets treated like a black he gets man. He's treated like a he black is man. He's not getting any he he's not getting white any privilege. advantages because his mama's white, because we can't right. tell. We right. can't tell. Exactly. Look at him. He's a black exactly. man. So, yeah, if you if you're going to get treated negatively like a black man, you should get benefits like a black That's man. Right. right. That's right. Don't you think? But, but yeah, I do agree. I just but it's it's a great you're doing a great thing of asking everybody these and, and flushing out the reasons yeah. because you're right. I mean, she's right. Like the reparation word w- was supposed to pay us back for slavery. So technically, technically, if you're Nigerian American, your descendants do not need to get paid <laughs> like you don't need to i mean right. you're descended you your ancestors right your your ancestors didn't come over here and 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 blah 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 so it's i don't know it's an interesting part but you know what i think the biggest obstacle is going to be honestly the biggest obstacle is going to be people are going to say all the people who are working their asses off right now and have been for their entire like career all the people who are fighting against all the people who have always tried to take the black vote away in all the different ways they're going to say well, you can go ahead and do that. It doesn't change this effort over here because all these people who are working to keep black people from voting are still going to be working to keep black people from voting. And I'm going to keep fighting them because that's what I'm going to do. And so this fight's going to continue whether you say black people get the vote or not. All you're going to do is add another thing that we got to watch and fight for and another thing that they are going to figure out how to scam yeah, on. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think your roommate's idea is if we all look the same in the end, <laughs> Right. Then we all, you know, because as as we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, societies tend to take care of each other better when everyone looks the same. Yep. When you can look at somebody else it's, and it's say an, it's the ideal of America doesn't hasn't actually worked like the right. ideal was that we could be a melting pot with different races and different religions and different ideals from different backgrounds and still make it all work. Right. And the truth of America is that that has not worked. That's what. um. Cornell West, he was like, I think a couple of months ago, one of the, you know, no, I, actually, I think it was around George Floyd's murder. I was going to say a couple of months ago, but actually, I think it is. It was when George Floyd, he just said, just call it what it is. He's like, America is a failed experiment. Right. Right. <laughs> it was just like, it is a failed And it's also something about, um, you know, um, someone was telling me how no democracy in the history of the world has lasted more than 200 some years, you know, whatever. I can't remember what the number is. And we're at that point right now, which is terrible, which is terrifying. Like we're at. Wait a minute. Where does here's my I'm so confused. Where does England fall into that? Because they still have a monarchy slash parliament, but they vote for parliament. They vote for parliament. And as much of the crown as I've watched, I still to this day don't really understand 
the British monarchy and the queen and what they, yeah, it's like it just it doesn't either. seem like she has that much power yet she's super rich and whatever and does a lot of ceremonies I don't get it so where do they fall into that because they're they're I think you still would consider them a democratic nation of sorts even though they have that because because they don't have they're not like they're not like Russia do you know what I mean like they don't have Right, right. But they, they would like my. OK, so I will they have I a will, prime minister is what I'm saying. So they have a prime minister, but they also on. have a they also have a monarch. But then also like my friend who is English, we have these conversations and it's so fun about whether they're a democracy or not. And yeah. it's funny because I'm only getting one person's opinion. Right. Yeah, but yeah. she says they're really. There's also lots of socialist elements in England right. because they have universal health care for everyone, right? right? Um, so I think it's not a pure democracy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but I they know. vote for the people who make the rules. They vote for parliament. They vote for prime minister, right? They go in and vote for prime minister and they go in and vote yeah. for yeah, parliament. Yeah. That's a democracy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to anyway. So but it's thinking, interesting what you said about two hundred years is up. That's oh, that's scary actually. I'm yeah, a I mean, I, I don't know. Someone just told me that somebody was saying it. it said, they said it with um, absolute certainty. And wait, which is you know what really terrifies me about that? You think what? about what just happened, where lots of the country is still fighting, thinking that we didn't have a valid vote. <laughs> yeah, right. And then there's this threat that President Trump will come back in 2024 and run. And now you're telling me that our two hundred year democracy is at its <laughs> Potential end. Like, that's so scary. I, know, I, know. I don't want to draw those conclusions for anyone. Let me just let's go to the fun subject now. Yeah, right, right. Let me just say one thing just to clarify yeah. that now that I'm thinking about that, I might have heard that um, that statistic about how long democracies last from my husband. Mm -hmm. And he does have a slight case of um, what I call MAS, which stands for male answer syndrome, which is simply that I ask a question and he answers it with 100% certainty, right? Oh my God, is that what that's called? MAS, yeah, male I used to syndrome. call that the PhD syndrome. Oh. My well, husband no, does no, it no. too, but I thought it was because he has a PhD and he just likes to like, him and his, oh my God, this funny story. His friend, they were studying together. I mean, he was like, we, they were in college, they were in PhD and I would come over like from working land and like, you know, just say, hey, or whatever. And they're hanging around and I was asking them a question and they both were answering me with just the utmost confidence or whatever. And finally I asked one new question, you know, going down yeah, the line yeah. of things. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, what? And, and, and I said, it was, it, it, it didn't make sense because he should have known based on what he said. And he was like, I just made all that up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I said, and it was his friend. And I said, and, his, and, and my husband not husband then, but my husband was like cracking up. And I said, what do you mean? Maybe he's like, I just like to see, you know, it's a, it, as a PhD student, we're, we defend everything. We need to defend and be very, very sure. He's like, so I was just practicing on you like, to see how far I could go before you question what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, I had this just the other day with my husband. Um, but you think it's a man thing? I think it's a man thing. Yeah. It's male answer syndrome. They don't all have it. Uh, but you know, so he was he was telling me an answer. We were talking about it was talking about the gas shortage that we have over here on yes. the East Coast. And okay. I was asking him something about it, about like, you know, the pipeline. And it's, it just didn't quite make sense to me that, you know, we didn't have more reserves of gas in various places. Like you, mm -hmm. you shut off the pipeline and everyone's out of gas in a day. And so he starts answering all these questions about it very with absolute certainty. And then finally, like, it just doesn't make sense. He goes, well, I mean, I don't I know. I said, do you know that? Like you looked it up and you researched this. He goes, no, 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 no. It just makes sense. Like that is really different from knowing something. Right. But I got to tell you, 
as the owner of two electric cars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Driving, You're winning. Like, I'm driving on the road the other day. I'm like, why is everybody at the gas station? <laughs> and then somebody said to me, they, um, you know, I don't know why people are so grumpy. This I could go on and on about this. You know, you say that you make a joke about how, you know, just lighthearted joke, like, well, time to finally have some payoff for driving an electric car. It's like, well, you just wait until you have to fix that thing. Or, you know, what, why does everybody have to say something negative? Right. And they right. said, well, wait till the electric grid goes down. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. Well, mine are all powered by solar because ah, we have, right? like, gotcha. so my house is all solar. And so my car, like, so you're like, the sun have, would have to go down. That's going to have to like disappear for me to not be able to drive my car. That's um, hilarious. Anyway, so let's talk about hair. Yes. So, hair. right. We have these, you know, if you go to anonymoussoul.com, I, ha- I take you through an introduction on beauty blocks. Because I think that's where women's energy gets sucked up, right? All these conversations about fixing everything on our bodies because it's just so awful. We were just born looking terrible, as society tell us. <laughs> and we need- can, I, can I interrupt for one second yeah. and tell you something funny? This Every morning, as I've told you before, I do a five-minute workout with my sister and our friend who lives in New York City. So my sister's in- say, does it? I got the principle of it starting off as five minutes, but it goes longer, right? It doesn't, does it work out of five minutes? It's five minutes, five minutes. It's five minutes. Like it's like five minute abs. It's always targeting one part of your body. And so today we did, we did one and it was called flat abs and rounded booty. (laughs) And and I was just laughing. Like I am going to do the rounded abs and flat booty workout. Right. It's like, what? Like, right. Why is it described? Because the way that that's described, it, it it's so it's so important. Like we're gonna, so we're gonna have an episode about words because this is yeah. it's so important because the we, people we just mindlessly allow people to attach words and things and 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 do this group agreement on it. You know what I mean? It's like that that statement, right? Right. Flat abs and round booty. For you to title the thing like that, and then we all sign up and do it. We're all saying we agree that that's the thing we want. Why? Right. Because at some point we decided that, and all I got to do, people, is show you pictures of art from, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 150. What you will see is that what people thought was beautiful changed every time. And it's all completely different from what we say now. And so it's like the answer to me is that it's all beautiful and we should stop acting like there's only one allowed thing per per generation or per not even generation, per century. You know what I mean? It's like calm down, you know? And so I was born in the wrong century. Basically, if I had been born a hundred years ago, I would be the hottest shit since like, (laughs) (laughs) well, and then you think about how the sort of body type that we all aspire to now with the rock hard abs and the tight booty and the big muscular arms, that was very out of favor because that meant you were a laborer, right? So back in the right. back, you know, a hundred years ago, you wanted to be a little bit soft yeah, and you wanted to, to have long fingernails to you show that work. you're not scrubbing clothes, right. doing dishes. You're a little bit soft because you're a woman of means. And also, leisure, right? if you take it even further back, when we were still surviving and, and hadn't gotten into agriculture yet, and we were still hunting and gathering and things, it was beautiful to see a large bodied person who, you know, lots of weight on them because it meant it, it showed a sign of safety yes. that this person was surviving and could eat. I mean, could skip a meal if they wanted to because they weren't dying and starving themselves. And now we die and starve ourselves to look <laughs> thin. Right, right. A man, a man who saw a skinny woman like back then would be like, oh, my gosh, she's like, get her away from me. It's going to be catching. It's a disease. <laughs> and gonna- saggy breasts 
were, were what you looked for in a woman, flat pancakes, saggy breasts, because that meant that she was fertile. Yeah, right. Right. That it's meant she could have children. So that was so what was admired was your ability to reproduce. Uh, so the wider hips and the flat breast, yeah. saggy breasts. And our now, society now is, we're trying to look prepubescent. Yes, our society's our society's goal of hiding, hiding that we procreate, hiding that we are people, you know, that we're animals that produce. That we want to, you know, you the it's it's all over. You want to hide the fact that we breastfeed, like don't show it to me, and then make your boobs don't make your boobs look like they did anything other than right. be perfect. Right. The whole shaving all your hair off everywhere. It's just like we're not like you said. It's prepubescent. Like we're not allowed to be grown women right. who have been through some shit. Like that's crazy. Right. I had a baby, but I'm not supposed to look like a twelve year old. That's insane. Right, and that's we have. Insane. And, and it's, it's actually, what I, I've never heard it said the way you said, it's like, we're not allowed to be grown women. We have to keep yeah. our bodies in the body of like a 13 year old, right? Yeah, you want have me to have, have perky just, boobs. just appeared into society, so to speak. Like you just want me to have just become and stay in that position. Don't actually have the years on you and the wisdom, a body, a body of wisdom. They don't want us to have a body of wisdom, you know? Yeah, but could you imagine if we had, if we admired 13 year old boys bodies, like we admire, I mean, I'm, I'm saying 13, like but I yeah, don't you're right. want like a man to look like a young teenage boy. Ugh. Or right? what if we, yeah. And what if we like really like, let's be ridiculous. What if we really like um, shunned a deep voice and he had to stay at that crack yeah. and they yeah. went into surgery, throat surgery to keep their voice in cracky or they went to voice training classes to train their voice and they would talk about it incessantly the way we talk about our boobs incessantly. Right. And, and they like, had electrolysizes. I don't know if that's the word. He had to like have your facial hair removed and your armpit yeah, hair removed. Yeah, what if you had to get your every, beard it's always removed? Every have bit of hair anywhere. And yeah, like, no body hair. And what if, I honestly, I'm just going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something probably Probably inappropriate. So, folks, if you got your kids in the car, cover I mean, if you have like your this. kids on when you're watching, listening to Khadija and Mary, that's just a no-no. All the yeah, right. so that, that should have just never <laughs> been. People sag as they age, apparently. Right? Yeah. This is what you guys hear. What if, like, women started like wanting tight little testicles? I didn't even. Yeah, know we don't want saggy balls. So saggy you balls. gotta like. What if you turn on the exercise thing and it said tight balls in five minutes? <laughs> I don't even know what that exercise would look like, but it sounds hilarious. <laughs> They're like, just like, why can't we? Why don't they want us to grow up and have right. cubic and have jobs and, and be like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, but yet, somehow they want us to, you know, push a baby out of our uterus. That's insane. You wanted me to be grown up and make that decision. Right. You want me to cover it all up and act like it didn't happen, and it's then okay. Fix it's okay. So as long as six six weeks after you have your baby, yeah. baby, you post a pic of your like your post baby body, right? Yeah. Which is your flat abs and rounded booty, apparently. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about hair though, because hairs are yeah. Hair is a the hair episode is sort of one of the lost episodes because yes. we did we did actually record a hair episode and we yeah. lost it. So when we first decided to do a hair episode, I actually was thinking, well, you know, I think this will be a quick one because I don't have much to say about hair, right? Mm -hmm. And then as we started talking about it, I realized that I could talk probably, I could feel five episodes, me yep. talking about hair because um, there's so many different facets to it. There's yep. just your, like me, how I feel about my hair, right? Just right. me and like how it looks. Then there's like the whole thing about how in Orthodox Jewish communities, you're not allowed to show your own hair, right? You have to wear wigs. And um, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. What? 
in Orthodox Jewish communities, yeah, it's ultra Orthodox. I don't know if it's ultra Orthodox or not, but the women are not allowed to have their own hair seen. They have to wear wigs. So I knew that they had to cover, they had a head covering, but I didn't know it was a wig. A wig is fine. Yeah, I think you can, as long as you cover your own hair. So you, so, can, you can have a wig on. Yeah. Or a, or a headscarf. Either yeah. one is the same. It's just covering your own hair. Yeah, you can't see your own hair, right? So I find it, I, I was just back uh-huh. in, um, I was just back in my hometown, which has a very, very large Jewish community. And as I was driving through it, it's, it's, you can tell when you're getting into the Jewish community because you can start to see that the women go from having their own hair to wigs. Wow. But they're good wigs, right? But you can always tell a wig, not always. Um, and I just thought it's so interesting because it's not like that you don't want them to see hair. I was going to say, so like in, in like, you know, I grew up Muslim. Mm-hmm. So in, 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 in um, I'm, th- I'm thinking of hijabs and headscarves right, and from a right, modest right, perspective. Right, right. So in that, in that culture, it wouldn't be an issue of fake hair. Like if you wore a wig, that would still not be right. because it's a modesty right. thing that they attach to it and they want to put a headscarf on. So this is very interesting to me. I'm learning something. Yeah, so I it's, I mean, this. I don't, I only know it because I've lived there. So yeah, obviously yeah, Jewish yeah. community. So, but it's interesting how, like, what is it about your own hair? And then in your background, it's, you can't show any of your head hair, right? Right. I mean, it's, this is a very, just like anything, right? It's a broad, it becomes a manipulated broad thing of whatever, however you're interpreting this. But for someone who would interpret it, like you just said, orthodox, orthodox, right? How you interpret the extreme. Yeah. You wouldn't want to show any of that hair. So you would be covering, you would be covering up so that, yeah, not even, but, but you know, you now, you know, you go into different, everybody, you might have somebody like myself who doesn't do it. I only cover my head when I'm praying just out of tradition. Right. Like I just, I'm used to doing that that way, but I don't, I've never worn it in right. public. Right. Um, unless I was going into a masjid. And so then out of respect for that whole yeah, group. Yeah. Right. Now, do you have to cover your arm hair? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, so wait, you have to cover your arms, right? Right. But it's not for the hair. Okay. Was, no. So the, so the hair is, is not, not, it's not the way you just described it with the Jewish community. It uh-huh. is about, a love it's like it's about a it's about sexuality and about a level of modesty for a woman so the hair and the head wrapping is is connected to also the long sleeve to the wrist the looser right, folding right. so that you don't have a body form showing that's all together so uh-huh. i guess the question i've always been curious about in and i'm you know i am growing up muslim and don't understand this to this day is like why is hair more sexualized for the woman than the man right like so if i wanted to get into body parts and clothing like not that, cause I, for the record, I don't personally agree with this. Right. But if I'm going to just analyze it to where it would make sense for me, like if I'm going with the clothing, then you could say, well, a woman has like, in terms of modesty, the woman has breasts, the man doesn't kind of a thing, you know, right, that kind right, of, right. like if you're trying to get the whole body covered up, but with the hair, I'm like hair to hair. I mean, whether a woman has short or long hair is on her. Right. Okay, and so do you him. know, I mean, I don't, do you, why, so wouldn't if, a man wear, why wouldn't a man cover his hair? You know? Well, here's what I think is, here's what I always thought. I don't think anything about this right now. Cause I don't know. But um, if you are a Muslim woman and you are wearing your traditional head covering, so no one can see your hair, right. Yeah. How much time do you spend on your hair? Oh yeah. I think that that varies. So when I was once time, I had a nutritionist and she was a white American, but she spent three or five years in Saudi Arabia because her husband was on a job uh-huh. there. And she told me 
that there that there was these that these women would buy like spend a ton of money on high couture clothing and underwear and lingerie and all this stuff and 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 it was stuff that did not meet these hijab modesty standards but they would wear this stuff underneath okay and then she said the men would be the men would be they would spend a lot of money buying these things sometimes for their wives sometimes for their women <laughs> you know other women uh-huh, yeah and these women it was for them to wear it for them in private right but she said she she was invited to these parties all women all female parties where these women would try on this stuff and essentially have a really grand um fashion show for each other so they, but they were to get because it the way it was told to me i mean what i what i got out of this is that women like to adorn themselves right like it's not natural to ask it's, it's just like within us that we want to express ourselves in some way on our person right like right, right. body which makes sense like if you go into a really altruistic like higher level of thinking of like, we have a soul that has entered this body, right? In this world. What is that for? That's to have a human experience. So in my mind, to having a human experience means to play with this body and do things with it and show it and express it. Right. Which is why I feel so passionately about the whole beauty block thing. Cause I'm like the entire point is to, is to express yourself as much as possible, not to take one rule and apply it to everybody right, and do this right. one thing you know, one weight, one hair, one this. No, that's bullshit. But, but this story she told me, I was just like thinking about this. And I'm like, these women were yearning for something that they couldn't do in the natural every day. And so it wasn't. So, so my point is just because a society said, okay, all the women have to cover up. It didn't mean you had a super efficient society that okay, has all this time right. on their hands because I always, they don't spend all this time on this. They are spending that time. They're just not showing it out there. In fact, maybe they you could argue. I'm not sure you want to argue this, but you could argue they spend more time because they got to do it in secret. You know what right, I mean? Right. I mean, I was thinking I always thought that the reason that nuns wear a habit yeah. and that uh, the modesty part, your, 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 your interpretation of the modesty was different from mine. You know, the Amish people have a yeah. very, very strict modesty standards. And I thought it was so that you don't spend the person. It's not that you're not trying to attract men to you. Like you got to right. cover up your head because men are going to go crazy if they see your hair. It's more hair is a place where women can, you can spend your life oh, thinking about your yeah. hair. Right. Yeah. And so cover it up don't let the woman focus her time and energy on her hair. Don't let your hair right. be a beauty block. We're going to cover it up. Right. Don't let your body be a beauty block. Cause if you're right. a nun, we're going to cover it up. No one's right. going to see what's under there. Everybody's going to look the same. Right. So we're going to make you all look uniform. You all wear the same habit. Nobody sees your hair. There is sort of a, a uniformity to nuns. Although I, I mean, I absolutely, yeah. And I absolutely think there is a lot of that in a lot of those cultures. In the in in Islam in in the in the Muslim cultures and, and I say I say I have struggle even how to like say this because with religion you're gonna see a you're gonna see a variation with every single culture that right. adopts it right so what someone in Saudi Arabia is doing is probably different is definitely different from what someone in America is doing it's definitely different from some well America is just gonna represent all the different countries depending on where that person came from right but an American Muslim like me who's born here is probably going to be very, very different from what a person in Saudi Arabia is doing, even if she does now live in America, right. Or from, or from a Muslim in France or whatever. So 
I use I'm air quoting culture because it's that culture is more where you're at as opposed to the religion. The religion gets dropped into the culture and then. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. And even with religion, I'd say that I did grow up Catholic, going to mm-hmm. a Catholic church. Um, but I only I found out later that like I only know what my particular exactly. church is, right? Like right. You, like you go down the road and yeah. that church doesn't have they don't have the same rules about uh what kind of skirts you wear. Like I Yeah. So I've gone so, to Catholic ceremonies and said stuff to another Catholic person about it and they'd be like, What? What did you who? And I, yeah, and they're yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or and I've had the same thing. Somebody will say to me, Well, don't all Muslims blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking right, about. Like right, you just, right. you know, whatever. But you, but I don't want to just to underscore what you said. You're right. I do think there's a huge part of it. And like, especially if it's like a, like, so when we talk about nuns, that's different because it's a group within a, it's not the, it's not all the women in the religion. It's a group of right. people who subset, have dedicated right. their entire right. Uh, their life, their life and their work. And so they, yeah, I do think they're using as a uniform saying by putting on this uniform, we are together agreeing that the conversations around how we look are going to be out here. And it's going to help us to stay as closely connected to God as we can, because that's our intent. Um, Is there any of that in Islam? I'm sure there is. But what I'm saying is on the day to day, the way I, and so this is very specific to me and my surroundings, right? But on the day to day of when I grew up, uh, and then I do think that this nutritionist's story kind of adds to what I'm saying, but it was just all this emphasis on it's the woman's responsibility to keep sexuality for the group, for them, for them, for the whole community under uh, at bay by the way she dresses so that we don't look at it. We don't look at her and start having conversations or feelings or whatever. Like we keep it all behind closed doors. And so in terms of energy, I could argue that the same amount of energy that my that my, you know, non-Muslim classmate was have like the same energy she was spending on doing her hair or what, you know, what skirt should she put with this shirt, whatever. I was I was spending the exact same amount of energy trying to cover it all up and figure out and make sure that I didn't show this or that, especially not being a very thin person. Right. Having all the curves and stuff. And you got to do this and that. I I spent just as much energy covering it up as she did not covering it up. So it doesn't it doesn't take away. It can. I guess you could. You it's up to the person. Right. You could use the hijab of, as a thing to help you do that. But mm-hmm. the hijab doesn't take away from colors and prints and all this. It, you know, it does cover up the hair. You're right. And that's the topic of today, the hair. But I have known Muslim women who spend a lot of time on the hair just to cover it up because I don't know. Cause like you said the other day, it's, it's it makes them feel better. It helps. It's right. part of their so- relaxation to have someone do their hair or whatever. But think about this, right? You you could just wear your hair cut really short, really, really short. If, if you're African-American, you could wear a tight little small fro, right? right? Really right. short and never worry about it ever, ever, right. ever, every day. So you're, so right. the energy's not there yet. You're not cut, but yet she would not be considered wearing hijab. So it's because for a Muslim, it's not about the length of the hair. So a woman with short right. hair or right. long hair still needs to wrap that up. Yep. So, yep. so here's what I find. Here's what I want to discuss for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, why has hair become, I have a theory, I should say, I have a theory about why hair has become so 
treasured and valued and money, you know, I mean, the amount of money that I've money. spent in my life on different hair products that were going to get my hair not frizzy, curly, shiny. I mean, every single thing, right? So you think, you know, why of all the things is it hair? It seems like hair has really taken a lot of the... Um, the beauty stuff has come through hair. And I think it's because this, again, we're going to go back to sort of ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. I think that hair was a sign of your health and your longevity, because if you are not well, if you, if you're malnourished, if you are not getting enough vitamins and, you know, we're going, we're talking hundreds of years ago, long ago, your hair is going to be sparse and it's going to break and it's going to be short. Right. But that's, but that's true now, too. It is true now, you too. Can, I can look at my nails, my skin, and my hair to know if I'm eating the right things. Right. But if I am not eating the vitamins that I need, it will show right. up right. in the dullness and frailty and whatever of my hair, my skin, my nails. So that's, yeah, that's still true. So, that's the human body, like, right? You know, why is, why is shiny, sleek hair valued over yeah. uh, frizzy, ratty hair like mine? Why do men seem to really prefer long hair? They do, you know, like they really, it seems to me that a lot of men, I mean, I don't know this because I don't ask every man, but a lot of men, when you ask, they're like, yeah, I like women to have long hair. And I feel like maybe this is, goes back in our roots to when you're looking for someone to marry and have children with, right? Like, you know, hundreds of years ago, right? their hair was the most visible sign of their health. You know, you're not going to go and yeah, you're not like, going to like inspect somebody's fingernails, right? Right, or, right. I mean, you and you're not going to, you don't have the technology to go inside the body and see right. anything. But so. if someone's got short, brittle hair that's super frizzy and it breaks really easily, then you could think, well, she's not real healthy. She might not be able to bear all my children. And and it's trans, and it's gotten to the point today where, I mean, literally, if you had to fill, I don't know about you, but I could say for me, if I had to take every hair product I've ever bought in my lifetime, I could fill a house. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. I never, none of them did what they said they would do, but hope well, springs he, eternal, right? Here's what I love. And I, I say this mockingly. Here's what I love about the hair industry, product industry. They really have just mastered the beauty blocks in terms of using unattainable vocabulary. Like, because right. everything can go too far. It There is a such thing, like, so, 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 so like your hair is to be there shiny, is a but such thing as too straight, right? right? And there right. is a so too curly would be frizzy, right? right. And right. then there's straight, but too straight would be frail and limp or whatever. So it's like you can't just pick a top, pick a lane and stay in it. You got to be in that right <laughs> part of that lane. It's like okay, straight, but not too straight. And I want body, but not too much body. And I want curl, but not too much curl. And I right, want shine, right. but don't be oily. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's and we do but not oily. How is that possible? Right. We right. don't even know what we're saying. Like right. sometimes I, I love to just, and you know, you and I, you know this well, like we get the roll of the eyes of like, oh, I can't talk to Khadija because everything is like debatable. But it's just like, I just want to call it out. Like, listen to yourself. Like that sounds so insane. And I, and I, and I, and I include myself in that group. Like I've had the moments where I'm saying things. I'm like, what are you even saying right now? What is it? Are you just like, we just have lost vocabulary because we just, we're always on the, and they, they got us there. They got us on this little teetering line. Right. And if you tip over, you better go buy that product to save you because it's going to be, you know. <laughs> well, like you said once for every one of those words 
that we aspire to for our hair, there's a very expensive product that is promised to give it to you, right? Yep. So you want shiny hair? We've got it. You yep. want straight hair? Here you go. You can get one of these you, Brazilian blow It's too blowouts. oily and you want to bring it back a little? Here you go. Right. Wipe it out here. If you bring it back too far, we get some oil you can add to your hair. It's this constant, constant process. And then, and then don't forget your aging. And as you yes. age, your hair is and it really does change a lot. So you got to start all over again and finding things for that decade. Me and my sister, we have this joke. It is so hilarious. So I recently stopped straightening my hair chemically, right? So from the age of 12 until 2019, I had what, what we call a relaxer, okay? And that means I had a chemical put in my hair every 12 weeks, whatever, that would go at the root and straighten it out. And so it would stay straight for a few weeks because it had chemical, I mean, well, a lot yeah. of weeks, because it had a chemical right. helping it do that. As opposed to if you wanted straight hair without that, you might wash it and put heat to it, right? Naturally. Right. But the problem there is that it would go back to its curl faster, right? right? So right. you want a straight look all the time, you're going to do this if that's your situation, you know, texture wise. In 2019, I stopped doing it chemically. And I say chemically, because then for the rest of that year, I still did the heat thing. So you couldn't uh-huh. tell only right. me and my petition knew I was doing that in 2020, I had a baby and I just allowed COVID and the pandemic to be the time. I was like, well, I can't go see a petition anyway. Let's just see what happens for real natural. Right. So I started to learn my hair over again. And so I, here I was at 39 years old. I didn't know how to take care of my hair. I was a grown, I'm a grown woman who did not know how to take care of her hair because I had changed the way I had. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I had no idea how to walk. I, I literally, I was like, I washed it. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, I really, I was like, you're, and I felt so bad about it. I was like, you're a grown woman. You have no idea what to do with your hair. Like, and so I went to YouTube. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you can learn anything from YouTube. I'm just going to find some black women whose hair looks like mine when it's wet. See where, and see, and see their end product that I like. And they're going to tell me what to do. I, was cracking up because I wanted from the jump. So my thought, my whole theory was that if you have less products and you're doing something quote unquote natural, it should take less time. This was just my logical brain. That is the biggest lie in the black community ever that going natural means less work. The only way that's legit is if you also are going to be super short, cut it to the, you know, cut it Uh to the, you're going to have a short, short fro and you're not going to do anything else. That's the only way that's true. If you're going to have any length to it and do anything to it in a style, you could have way more things to do than the person who just used a chemical to straighten move on. So I'm looking at these videos and Mary, they, oh my God, they act like, this is the funny part. They act like it's so simple. And they always, they all say, cause I would, I would Google simple. I would right. say, you know, simple video, simple hairstyles for a person without, who, who just got out of relax, like get, get real to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would get on the video and say, hey, did you just stop using a relaxer? Would you like to know how to do your hair super, na- super easy in a natural curly way? I'm going to show you the simplest thing you won't believe. And then this bitch gets on here <laughs> with 12 different steps over two hours. I'm like, <laughs> and all I want to know, I was like, I stopped I like, do you have kids? Do you have a job? Do you have a hobby? Do you have anything else in life to do? Because your little quick video. And she's like, so first I just wash it. Okay. In this product here. And then I let it air dry. Okay. And then I put on a conditioner and then I towel wrap it and put it in a heat vacuum and let it soak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. And then I take that off and re-rinse it. So she goes back into the shower. I have to re-rinse that. Now I'm going to condition it. 
sit for 10 minutes. That's all it takes. Now take that conditioner, rinse it out. Now let's put another conditioner in. Now let's just work that through real nice. And her voice and her tone is as if every single thing is so easy, but she's into like step 15 with that voice as if everything is still easy. And I'm like, you've used, now you've used a microwave, a head wrapping thing. You've used warm towels, cold towels. You've had three showers (laughs) and this is all one hair time. I'm like, get out of here, get your life, like get your whole life. This is ridiculous. And, and I was talking to my sister about it. She was, we were just cracking up because it was just like, it was just the biggest lie ever that there right, was like right. a simple thing. So, you know, I course, remember something you, you probably won't remember this because it was not a noted, uh, probably not a big deal to you. But back when I first knew you, and I remember you telling me, so this was what, how many years ago? 20? 27 years ago. So this was a different plus because you knew me when I was 18. So right, right. 22 years ago. So, you know, different time, different era. And I remember you telling me what you had to do. This was back when there was telephone books. And that's how you found out where you're going to go get your hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Because I had to come. Yeah. When I when I got there, I had I didn't have a beautician there. And I went. I went a full semester without. I would go home to Chicago (laughs) to get my hair done. I mean, I know you, you told me like there's you, how you could look at in the yellow pages in the phone book, how you could determine who was able to do black hair. That oh. you're like, there's code words. You have to look <laughs> for the code words. Do you remember any of the code words, how you could tell if they knew how to I, do black hair? I don't remember. I think I don't like, remember. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking about it now. I know that I could look at it and just kind of tell, but I don't yeah. remember what yeah. I would have told you were the code words. It's like if you show up someplace and it's a bunch of white people, you can't get your hair done there, right? Yeah, no. And you didn't, I don't, know, yeah. You didn't know anything in, in our town. And so you're just like, I think this one, this one has, I remember you saying something like, tell me if this is, I don't even want to say it because I'm afraid that I'm going to get it wrong. But you're like, oh, this one has the word natural in it or royal. I mean, there are certain words that you said, if it's got that word in it, then it's probably going to be okay with black hair. And I just thought, why couldn't they just, like now it seems like, why couldn't they just say? Yeah, just say, I right? do African-American I hair. Like so, code yeah. it, you know? Well, and now, and now people are way more mixed up. Like you can go to a shop that'll do black and white hair. I personally probably still wouldn't do it, but, <laughs> but you can do that. Like you, there's way more intermingling. I mean, oh God, there's also, yeah. there's also, you just got very serious. <laughs> There's also the mix of the barbershop and the beauty shop. You what know, do you mean? I mean, men and women in the same, like getting their hair done together too. Well, do women go to barbershops? No, no, no. I mean, they've joined together a lot now, like where oh. you can have a regular hairstylist for a woman's hair and a barber cutting a man's hair. Yeah, women go to barbers too, but I don't mean that. I don't mean a woman's there to get her hair cut from a barber. I mean, She's coming to get a hairstylist and next to her is a man with the thing. But from and in a black culture, I mean, like I said, I've seen it. I don't like it because <laughs> because in a black culture, like part of going there was to be Away with a bunch of bed. black women and be yeah. by yourself. I don't want to see no man next to me. Get, like, that's my business. I don't want him in my. Ooh. And and I've been places where ugh, where the man he. It, it, this just creeps me out. This to me, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm overdramatic. But this is right up there with taking your kid to the park and some shady dude is in the park and he has no kid with him. And you feel like, why are you here? Right. right, right. I feel that way when a guy comes into a beauty shop and he's like paying for his woman to get her hair done. And then he sits in the waiting area waiting for her while she goes over with us to get her hair done. I'm like, go, go somewhere. I cannot stand that. I'm just like, 
Get, go to a sports bar or go. Don't you got something to do? <laughs> We're not standing there watching us get our hair done. It's so gross. Bar. I'm so uncomfortable. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. <laughs> Let me tell you what I don't like. And this is, we should call this uh, the hair issue slash we're really hypocrites, right? Because right. Here, here we are all about women's roles and everything. But let me tell you what I don't like. <laughs> I don't like it when I'm in getting my hair done and there's a man sitting in the the, the stool next to me, whatever you call it. And especially if it's somebody I know or kind of know, and he's getting a lot of stuff done, you know, like he's getting the highlights put in. He's he's getting like, I don't know why I don't like that. It's like, I feel like we shouldn't know that about you, that you get your hair done, (laughs) that you're getting this facial and all this other stuff. Cause I still, I I don't, I don't like watchers. I don't like watchers. Like if I'm doing an activity, you could do it with me, but don't come and watch me do it. Like I'm not a performer. You know what right, I mean? Right. So like, like I've had it at the beauty, I've had it at the the nail salon too. I'm getting a pedicure, like my feet are all out and you're, and your, your boyfriend's over here sitting here watching us. I don't know what y'all are doing. If this is some prelude to your situation <laughs> in the bedroom, but I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> I ain't signed up for that. Like he needs to go and take a walk or something like leave your credit card. If you're paying for it, you don't need to be there anymore. You can Venmo that stuff. We don't need you there with the cash. Are you just trying to show everybody you can pay for her? I don't know what you're doing. Oh, no. I always thought you're so funny that you had that taken. I always thought that was a really controlling man. Like, he probably he didn't want her out of his sight. Oh, he's like, Like, he probably abuses her. I don't I I didn't quite go that far. (laughs) Just more like someone who won't let his like I had a friend. I didn't think um, about that. Yeah, and I have. I don't think he's. I've never ever for a minute thought he was abusive, but he was a bit control. So the friend was my woman. I was my woman. Wait, the woman was the friend. <laughs> the, the friend was the female of this relationship. And she she was a devout Catholic, and her husband was not. She liked to go to church every Sunday. He wouldn't let her go by herself. He would drive her, sit in the car. While she was in church. Wait, he didn't want to go to church. He could just go to church. No, you know how long <laughs> Catholic service is. It's like an hour and yeah, a half. Yeah, but if you're gonna, if I'm gonna sit in the car, I might as well come in. I mean, I'm gonna sit he in the car in the an car hour and a half and waited for it. I just thought, you know, she could drive herself. She drove herself yeah. to work every she day. Could go with a friend who always goes to church too. Yeah, yeah. You, I thought that was pick, weird. you could drop me off and pick me up. There's a lot of things you can do besides sit in the parking lot. Right. I mean, and then you take my husband who. uh like I had to drive myself to knee surgery. You know, like, yeah, you, you can do it. You can crutch your way home, can't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I think You'd I can be do right. <laughs> so let's get back to the hair, though, because oh, yeah. you know, the thing about hair is, when I used to, when I was younger, in my youth, I had lots and lots and lots of hair. Think Bernadette Peters. Do you know Bernadette Peters? I don't okay. have to. I remember you when you okay. had the big hair. Right. So I had lots of hair and it was a pretty color and I could straighten it or curl it. I could flip it. I could feather it. I could do all these things. Right. And then all my hair fell out and it never really grew back. And here's what I realized. Huh? You have to tell it was because of cancer. It fell out. It fell out because of cancer treatment. Yeah, I know. I'm just telling the right. audience. So it's not right, like you right. just want to like stop. I pulled it all out or anything else. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, but it never grew back. I mean, it, I still have, I have hair now, but it's you have a head like, full of hair, but it's not yes, the, the situation have you have. And and I realized that part of what I miss the most about my hair is that I felt like it distracted people from the rest of me. Because my way you like, you know, way like, like if my hair looked good, I could have a 
I could have a zit the size of a softball on my face. Yeah. And I feel like nobody would notice it or I could cover it up. Right. Or um, it just felt like my hair was so. And that was something that I could control. Right. Yeah. I could blow dry it, curl it, feather it, do whatever. I could always get my hair under control, but I can't always control how my face looks, how my body looks. But now that I don't have hair anymore, I feel really exposed. Like, mm-hmm. oh, people see me now. They look That's at my so face. Interesting. They, that is now, so interesting. Right? Like now they're not looking at my hair, right? They're looking at my body, my face, my this, my that. And there's nothing. So Mary, you yes. used your hair the way someone might use a hijab. You used your hair as the thing to cover up with. It was like, right. here's the thing you look at so that you don't see what's going on here. Right. right. Is that weird? That is so interesting. Because my hair, I always liked my hair kind of long. And I would spend, I mean, I would spend literally hours every morning before (laughs) I went to work, washing it, drying it, straightening it, then curling it, right? They had to straighten it before you curled it. Uh, And, but the thing is that was under my control, right? It It was. was under my control. And then I could spray the hell out of it and it would stay like that all day long. And that no matter, I could be wearing, uh, you know, you know how you have those outfits some days that look so good in the house and then you leave the house and you look down and you're like, what was I thinking? You know, (laughs) oh my God, this is terrible. And you feel uncomfortable all day because of what you're wearing. But if your hair looked good, it would make up for all of that, right? You are still okay if your hair is shiny and beautiful. And I, th- that beautiful, distracting hair is no longer yeah. an option for me. And I feel really exposed. I used to have that too, I think. I used to say, my sister used to, my sister, she still says, she'll say like, you need to, she needs to choose your struggle. You can't have jacked up hair, needing to lose 50 pounds, you know, broke out all over the face. She's like, choose your struggle. Like once something's got to be working, right. Like, right. you can work on it. Like, but I think I did used to feel that way about my hair. Like I, in my mind though, it, I, I was very simple with my hair. I did not do a lot of different, different styles. I would have one or two styles, but I knew they looked good and I kept my hair longer. And, um, and it, yeah, I used it as, I'm not going to call it hiding as much as an anchor. Like this is the thing that I know is good. So I can I can lean on it emotionally to feel better about whatever else yeah, I deem right, inappropriate, right. usually my weight. You know what I mean? But but you're right. So now so I didn't lose my hair, but my hair looks absolutely different than it used to be. It's just like night and day because I just never used to wear it curly or whatever. And it's way shorter because <laughs> in 2020, I got to one of my pastimes while we were on lockdown was just randomly cutting it. Like <laughs> just because because when you have a relaxer. You could do one of two things. Like if you want to switch over, you can just get it all the way cut down to the root, right? Where the curl is coming out natural. So it'd be mm, super right, short right, and let right. it grow from there. Or you can do the painful thing that I did, which was like, as it grows, you cut it's it natural off. and you just cut it from the bottom up. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but that's subjective. You just do as much as you want. And so some days I would just be like, you know, <laughs> and other days I was like, no, I'll let that go. And it was looking crazy and stuff. And it would just took a long time to get there. You know what I mean? But, um, and, but, 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 but I do feel more exposed. Like the, the, like the, the, because even though I like my hair, how it is right now, and I'm very much enjoying it. It's much wilder and unpredictable. Yeah. Right. And it's I'm still not, and I'm right. still not, I'm still myself. So I'm still refusing to do a 500 different hairstyles. I think 
there, I'm sure there are lots of people who would come and look and say, oh my God, I could just do this or do that. But they're the same people who would make those 15 step right. videos. And I don't have time for that. So I'm just like, I'm going to figure out my three or four simple hairstyles the same way I did when it was straight. And I'm going to get there. But in between, I do feel exposed because I know my hair doesn't look done air quote done or whatever yeah. that you want to, it doesn't look polished. That's the word. There's no polish going on here. And then now you add to that, you know, the me that refuses to diet, you know? So yeah. I'm a heavier and, and I just had a baby. So I'm a heavier person. I should stop saying just had a baby. I had a baby a year ago, but I, you know, I, I've got that. And so it's just like, yeah, I don't have anything. That's just like your anchor, right? Right. Well, I'm just out there being me. And if it does a lot of days, like you said, a lot of days, it does feel very vulnerable, open. Yeah, but you know what you do have that the, the listener does not know that you have something that many, many, many people would give anything for. And that this is where their beauty block is, is you have perfect skin. I do. Yes. And you right. probably don't, you probably don't spend a lot of time on your skin. Do you? I don't at all. And I don't wear makeup as a result. Yeah. And it's, you're right. That is a, as we talked about, yes, or a few days ago, when we recorded our privilege episode. If you right. haven't listened to that, we all that are privilege. Yeah, tripping all over our privilege. I have skin privilege because yeah, I've never had acne or I don't have a lot of wrinkles yet. You know, I have. Do you have? You don't have anything. Uh, I don't, you don't have, have a big hole on your face, right? Or and I don't have, have discoloration or whatever. Perfect, yeah, you have perfect skin. And so when I tell people you shouldn't spend, you know, spend a lot of time with makeup, easy for me to say. Easy right, for right. But when you said you need your sister saying you have to have that one thing that's all. Yeah. good. You got your skin. Right? I do have my skin. Now, You're right. So I could say that. I know we're running out of time, but I, so make, you know, you can make this as quick as you want, but you know, tell me and the other listeners explain to me, why do black women whose hair is naturally curly, why do they all want it straight? Okay. So first of all, they do not all want it straight, right? Right. They, they don't did. all, no, there was lots a- of, lots of black women don't straighten their hair, but the group that does, so yeah. First so, all, but you right? know, like, like when, back when you're in college, it seemed like there's every one of my black students, every single one of them, women, straighten their hair. Okay. So, I, first of all, I think it's it's just like everything; it's trending. Mm-hmm. So, I think that when I went to college, it was a it was more trending to have straighter hair than not. So, that's just like everybody, right? Like right. the big for white people in the '90s was the big volumized look compared to early 2000s when we started, when they started bringing it down the volume, right? Or versus the 80s when it was the hairspray thing, right? So I'm just saying, just like white people have a trend, black people had a trend too, which definitely overlapped with the white person's trend because we were in the same society, whatever, but it was whatever we could do in our version of that, right? Or like in the 90s for black people, it was very big to have the, for men, the big top fades. And now that's actually coming back, the fade, the, where your hair is buzzed around to right, the, right. the box, right? That was huge in the early nineties. And now it's actually coming back, but, um, which I love by the way, <laughs> but I think I, so this is the thing I, I will say, I will say what has, what was used to be said about me that was absolutely okay. not true for me, okay. but I know it was true for some people, which was that we were, tr- that women who, black women who straightened their hair were trying to look like white women with straight hair. Okay. I don't, I, I know for a fact that that was never my direct psychology going on. Now I said, I say it that way to say, I don't know what, you know, how we, as you get older, you start to think you don't, like you said the other day, you were like with your friend who does all the makeup every day. And you said, and I, and I said, if she, if she's doing that from a place of Zen and she feels good about it, 
then there's nothing wrong with that. The beauty block only comes in when she's doing it and doesn't want to, but feels like she has to. Right. Right. And you said, right. But then we, I would ask her, where did you come up with that idea that that was a Zen like thing to do? Right. Right. And we could go all day on the background of that. Same thing with me with the straight hair. It was there a background in my culture and in the people around me, the women around me where somebody did think that that was better because the closer to looking like a white person you can be, the better life will be for you. Sure. I'm sure some of that shit was going on. You know what I mean? Like, because you got to go from slavery to, to when we were free. Right. And the, and the, and the struggle of like being the struggle of being black and being told that just because your skin is a different color and your hair is a different way, it makes you less than and your life, it makes you have to struggle in life in this country, right? Then a part of you is is gonna wanna say, then is then the better I can assimilate, the better my life will become, right? Which is also why, I mean, this gets so complicated, but it's also like why uh, if you go, <laughs> if you go back to if you go back to slavery and you know how you had field slaves mm-hmm. and then you had house slaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you also had, I'm not going to say all of it was rape, but in right. my opinion, I don't know how you can say you had consensual sex with a slave. So you had sexual relations, mostly rape with slaves that brought out lighter skins, right. lighter brown skins into the black race. Right. So like if somebody asked me like if on a bad day, on a bad day, if someone asked me, what my racial makeup is, right? People yeah. ask you that? Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. Yes. Okay. And okay. I'll, we'll come back to that. We'll That's come back right to that. that. But I'm digressing very badly. But if, if, if someone says that on my, you know, on a bad day, I'll say, yeah, my ancestors were raped at some point. Like, you know, right. in all, but that's in all, that doesn't even matter that of what color my skin is all American, all African-Americans have that shit. That's it's it, all of us, whether or not it shows on your face or not. But anyway, you bring all of that into the like 21st yeah, century, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And all that bullshit and history and awfulness. And we've got a lot of colorism going on in our race, right? Like, and, and some of it attributes to the hair because our texture of our natural hair was, has gone on and off in different decades as far as whether or not it was celebrated or not. You know right. what I mean? In the 60s, you did have this beautiful bloom of, Af- of black is beautiful and James Brown and all this beautiful stuff and everybody yeah. was wearing the fro. My mom's pictures are so beautiful of her big old fro. You know what I mean? But then it goes away and you've got, you know, you've got corporate America and you're like, and, you, and you've got the black, all the black community telling each other, you will not get a job, a high paying job. If you look like that, if you wear that, if you do that. So you need to like conform to whatever white people are telling us is the thing. And again, the hair goes in that. If you're a black man, you just need to keep it short as possible so that no one notices, you know, but if you're a woman, you need to straighten that out to do that. And I am not saying that every black person conform right, to this. Not, right. And then me, I can't even tell you because like, my hair got, my mom made that decision at 12 years old. I didn't make right. that decision. She right. did. I did not come to her and say, I want straight hair. There was not that. She did it before I even, you know, like when I was 14, I said, I want contacts. And I had glasses before. That was a statement of being around people and deciding that my face looked better with contacts, right? The hair conversation never came up. My mother made that decision because she was tired of pressing my hair. Yeah. Because right. she was always, that was her decision that she said it was, you know, and so then, and I'm not saying it's her responsibility all the way to my 39 years old. I'm just saying, right. It's no, no, how right. I got used to seeing my right. hair. Right. And then I continued it. And to be honest, quite frankly, it never even occurred to me to not have it that way until 
probably 30s, early well, 30s. Maybe, you know, because, you know, I, I think I, of, um, I thought one of the things you might have said was it's actually easier to take care of. That, okay. That's actually, yes, right? Because, it is. That's you know, true, too. No, right, that because, is true, too. Yeah, it is it's, true. Just, it's a time saver because I know that um, absolute time saver because yeah, you don't do I, anything with your hair in between. Right. Yeah, it was a time saver because I would wash it. I would blow dry it and I would curl it. But when I say those words, the way that I did it, it was boom, boom, boom. It was yeah, like yeah. and it was once a week. Yeah. You know, that was right, it. And, right. and, and I in high school, I was a diver. I was on a diving team. So I was in the water a lot. And so having it straight like that also was conducive to that. Again, the only other thing I could have done that was low maintenance would have been a short natural. So the minute I decided I wanted longer hair, this was the only option for me, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And I was right. I can say that right now as a person that I'm dealing with. I'm like, yeah, I didn't have time for this shit. Like, you know what I mean? That didn't make any sense back then. If I, you know, the lifestyle I was living then. But and, and I say that, but I promise you, I am going to find a way. I am on the path to finding the minimalist version of this. Like I will figure it out and then I'll do a YouTube, a real YouTube. Yeah. The people you should do like it. Me who don't want the 15 fucking steps. <laughs> but Some people want the 15 fucking steps. So that's what, that's what I'm, I'm coming to realize is that I don't like to primp. I don't. Yeah. And maybe I would like to primp if I knew how to, and I thought it really and truly made me look better, but I end up primping and I'm just like, I look the same. I mean, I, I end up in there and I walk out. Like Amy Schumer on that movie. Um, I feel pretty. I feel pretty when she's in the, she's on a YouTube video and this chick is on there doing this cute little style. It's, it's just like I was describing. She goes, and all you have to do is you do this. And then you roll here, you do this. And the girl goes, see, and then Amy Schumer looks at this hot mess on top of her head after she's supposedly following. <laughs> yeah, right, right, she's right. ridiculous. And she's just like, that didn't work. And that, yeah. And yeah. so you're right. I don't enjoy primping because I've never experienced this euphoric result at the end. Right. And I, and I also don't experience, don't, don't have never experienced a euphoric process. If the process was feeling very, you know what I mean? But I, it's always for me, a means to an end right. to get to whatever I've decided is the way that I want to present myself. And I, and so I've always tried to go towards a minimal look because I just don't want to spend my time and my energy that way. So, yeah, when I decided to go natural, I still was like, okay, all of that stuff you all are telling me is not going to work. I, I was in limbo. I was like, if this is all, if this is going to continue, I'm going back to straightening it because right. it was, right. it was a minimalist. Well, you know, a, a former I just mind. didn't like, I just say this. I just didn't like, you know, what got me when I was turned 30 was my return to like exploring all the chemicals in general in my life. Yes, exactly. And I was just like, you have worked so hard to like minimize how much processed food you're eating. You know, you're start, I'm starting now to look at like the cleaning products we use in our right. house. Like it's just right. so much. And it's a big unpacking. Like it's not the paint in your house, the carpet, yeah, I'm, no, I'm nowhere right. near where I want to be. However, I, it occurred to me, I was like, you know, sweetie, what are you doing? Like when right. you, Cause you've got a chemical that starts at the root. <laughs> right. You started at the scalp. And so that's what really got to me. It wasn't looking like a white person or all this bullshit. I really never even thought about that to be completely honest. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I guess my long winded answer to you was trying to acknowledge all the psychologies that could exist for different yes. black men. Yes. And that's important. Like you don't, I don't represent every black woman. Right. So when you ask me, a, just like you don't represent every white woman. You ask me a question. Sometimes I, I think I do go long winded come out here going back to slavery because I'm just trying to say <laughs> that we got a lot of shit to unpack in our history and it unpacks differently for each person. Right. So I don't know. I'm sure there are women who definitely were straight in there trying to look like whoever. 
And that's the point, too. Black women, white women, Asian women, we're all still only given a slight, a slight pass to the one beauty standard. And, you know, we're given we're exactly. given like three right. or four beauty standards. We got to fit and we don't and, 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 and or be damned. You know what I mean? And even my sister has this thing about natural hair. She says she will go on a rant about natural hair people and say that only two or three types of natural are put up on pedestals as being OK. You're either going to be super short you know, to like a like and to the head, like really, yeah, really yeah, short yeah. Apple, or you're gonna be having this hair that usually comes from you're not that your blood that you're that you're not you're not just black that you're like you know what I mean that you're, oh yeah so you're right right you're biracial of some right. sort and so your hair is a looser curl and now you're in this weird big hair but it's easy. And so all the people in between are fucked. <laughs> That's what my sister was saying. She'd be like, so don't come out here saying go natural. And, right. and then she says, and then she says, then they kind of, there's a community that will shame you for not going natural. But there's a whole bunch of people who aren't going natural because to do so would be a lot of work for them. There's, they're like, it's a, to, for me to be ha- feel happy natural would be a lot of work. And this relaxer, bam, bam, boom, I'm done. I ain't got to think about it. So don't come over here. Unless you're going to bring me a, a, a three-step YouTube video. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I don't want to hear it, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've I exhausted think we've the point. To, yeah, I think we've exhausted yeah, that You could talk about hair for the whole... We could just change the podcast to hair. We could talk, we could talk about... Very good to talk about hair. Right. But we won't do that. So oh, um, okay. uh, I have to actually... Literally, this is not even a joke. I have to go wash my hair right now because I'm going <laughs> out in public for the first time in a long time. So that'll be fun. But... Um, all right. Well, I will see you soon to discuss another scintillating topic. Oh, yes. But I need to say we have been so terrible about this. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please go to wherever you are subscribed to and listen to. Um, I think that the place to subscribe is iTunes. So please subscribe to this channel. Please leave a comment anywhere. It doesn't have to be iTunes. It can be anywhere. Leave a comment for us, but we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your thoughts. Even if your thoughts are that we are crazy and we don't know what we're talking about, we would love to hear that too, because we are here to give you something else to talk about, but it doesn't have to be our opinion. And so we would love to hear your opinion, but please leave a review and rate us because that is how we get into the move up in the rankings and get into the eyes of other people. So if you want other people to see us and you want us to continue to do this podcast, we got to get our ratings up and that's how we do it. So please leave a comment, please leave a rating and thank you for listening. Bye. All right. Bye. Are you ready to reclaim your energy from your beauty blocks once and for all? Download the Beauty Blocks Energy Tracker and get started today. Visit anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks to get a better understanding of what beauty blocks are and how they are the number one thing holding you back from the life you really want. That's anonymousoul.com forward slash beauty blocks.